Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Coming up on KWTX at 4, the Daughters of the American Revolution invite you to celebrate Constitution Week. And a Dallas-based boxing gym owner and trainer helps NFL athletes reach their highest potential. And we'll teach you how this tiny horse is making a big difference. KWTX at 4 starts now. Thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Lauren Westbrook and meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. I'm excited to hear about this tiny horse. I mean, I always go back to little Sebastian, remember from Parks and Rec, and I can't <laughs> yes. wait to meet this tiny horse. Let's go ahead and jump into our daily four, though, before we get to that. Have you heard about this? The latest NASA UFO report did not confirm that unidentified anomalous phenomenon come from intelligent alien life, but it did confirm there's more work to do to learn about UFOs and NASA will be responsible for it. The report came from experts and scientists charged with creating a roadmap for NASA to help research UFOs or UAPs as they like to call them. In response to the group's findings, NASA also announced it's appointing its first director of UAP research. NASA administrators said it marks, quote, the first time NASA has taken concrete action to seriously look into UAPs. We will use AI and machine learning to search the skies for anomalies as we have been searching the heavens and will continue to search the heavens for habitability. And NASA will do this transparently. So while today is a significant step for NASA, it's certainly not our final step. So while the research they say will be transparent, NASA will not publicly release the name of its UAP research director, in part because of the potential for harassment. You can only imagine what that person might be going through because, you know, still the, the, the larger portion of America probably still believes, hey, this is probably a little nuts, right? <laughs> Even though we're hearing more and more and more in front of Congress and official testimony. A NASA official said those involved in the independent study already faced harassment and abuse online. So this director certainly would, would too. So that's probably the part of the protection. But again, it's one of those kind of bureaucratic steps where they say, well, we said a lot of things to really say nothing, except that we're going to keep looking into it. And, you know, that's kind of how it goes, especially when we deal with science, right? I mean, science is kind of like disproving everything before you get to one thing is actually provable, right? Yeah, not a perfect science, literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know what? If you believe in the aliens, the UAPs, UFOs, or if you don't, I kind of feel safe with them saying that they're going to keep scanning the skies and, and make sure that there's nothing out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, either way that you fall, if you if you believe the, the mm -hmm. new information coming out or if you still think it's kind of hoaxy, like, I again, I just feel more comfortable knowing that we have that extra layer of protection. Because they could find anything. I mean, really, it right. could be harmful, so at least they're checking. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm with you. Just get all of the information to us. <laughs> I agree. We want to know. Let we really me do know. know. All right, let's head now to number two in our daily four. 
All right, there is an eyewitness account from a Secret Service agent who was right there at the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Uh, Paul Landis was assigned to the project first, to, the pro to protect the First Lady, Jacqueline Kennedy, and is now sharing recollections from a new memoir called The Final Witness, which is going to be published next month, which is the 60th anniversary of the assassination, uh, again in November. When Landis remember what he remembers about being near Kennedy's body could change elements of the so-called magic bullet theory, one that where the bullet would then strike Kennedy and then also wound then Texas Governor John Connolly Landis, now 88, described the assassination and said he is he retrieved a bullet from the limousine that had carried the Kennedys. Landis said that he later placed it in the exam room where the president was being treated. He says he was never interviewed by the Warren Commission report and said it was he was afraid that if he would come out and broken the news after, it would be an embarrassment to the Secret Service. So, wow. you know, you talk about debunking things with the alien realm. Here's some new secrets uh, about the John F. Kennedy assassination that may also be coming to light, too. Yeah, you definitely look at those stories and you were saying you were hearing something on the radio <coughs> about that the other day. And I think that's just a topic that in American history is going to mm -hmm. be forever fascinating. I mean, and yeah, since we were happened. kids, we heard about it. We, yes. you know, there were movies dedicated to this and looking into it. And uh, really, a lot of films and books and articles and everything, research, they kind of looked at all the different angles and all the different possibilities. I think most people that have done this, though, agree that what has been said happened didn't happen, but well, we don't know. I mean, we weren't there, you know. So people like this coming forward with their stories do add a little more, more little pieces to, I think, the puzzle. Well, you know, I have an interesting perspective on this yeah. because my grandfather, he was, he's a doctor, but he was training uh, at the same time, and he was in Dallas. He was in the elevator when they pulled Kennedy oh, on, and he knows wow. some things too that yeah. kind of do line up more with the story that is not the widely known one. Mm, so, yes. So I, I don't think that's too far fetched. Maybe a book from you next. Oh, not me. No, my grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, my grandfather. Yeah. He has got lots of different stories from his time yeah. uh, doing different operations, but especially in that elevator. Yeah, always, always learning more about what's been happening in the past and getting more pieces of the truth. Now it's number three in our daily four. Yes, Ring, famous for its home security doorbell camera, is offering a new feature for anxious pet owners. It's called Pet Tag, and it's designed to help Ring customers find lost dogs and cats. While it's not a GPS tracker and cannot track the lost pet's location, it does offer a custom QR code, which we use often here on the 4 o'clock show to make sure you get the information you need. The easy-to-use ID tag provides helpful information to anyone who scans it. Once the pet is back home safe, the owner can turn off the lost pet mode in their app. Many customers were already using the Ring app community to make neighbors aware of missing pets. Do you all have a Ring? I don't. I have one, but I haven't put it up. Yeah, my neighbor does, and I love her for it. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this person? Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of looking out for each other. I have oh, yeah, that definitely. happen. Yeah, we, I have a little network of friends in my neighborhood and, and neighbors that we, you know, if someone has a ring camera, you know, we'll ask them if they saw X, Y, and Z. Did so-and-so come by? Did so-and-so leave a package on the porch? They are really helpful. And with pets, it's kind of like that Find My Phone app. I yes. use it all the time, you know, because the phone gets stuck in the cushions of the couch. Mm -hmm. You get your tablet, and you say, where's my phone? Well, where's my pet? A part of the family. That's a great solution. I yes. love that. Anything. Really what are the ethics on putting this on a child <laughs> in case Ethically, they're running around? Are you thinking about <laughs> it? 
I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, maybe know. in their shoe their or something safety. like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 they know, mommy's making sure you're okay. We're yeah. You can play outside only if you have the ring tag in your shoe. How about that? As long as nobody hacks it. Now that's that's the thing. You know, we don't want to. We've seen some different technology hacked. I think that's where I'd have a concern, especially for a for a human being. But for pets, I mean, generally that's going to be pretty good idea. It's like yeah. an inconspicuous leash. Yeah. Like, right. You know, the leashes for kids, and they do cost nine ninety nine, and are available for sale on Amazon. Mm -hmm. They own the Ring app. Yeah. By the way. So you can take a look at <laughs> that now. There. Yeah, yes. right. Number four now on our daily four. All right. In case you didn't know, Taylor Swift and Beyonce are huge. How huge? Well, America's largest newspaper chain, Gannett, is hiring reporters to cover everything Swift and Beyonce. That reporter will be hired to write for USA Today and in the Tennessean as well. Gannett wants journalists who can capture the significance of the Grammy-winning record-breaking stars, music, legacy, and cultural economic influence. <laughs> They've got, you know, they're literally changing cityscapes with their concerts that are going on right now. Um, the job post does come with some controversy, though. Some in the journalism industry believe that it calls the company's reporting priorities into question. So in December, Gannett slashed uh, roughly 6% of uh, more mm -hmm. than its 3,000 employees uh, to the U.S. media division. So big cuts there, and they're kind of creating this job position for these stars. What do you guys think about that? You hate to see any kind of jobs lost. This is one gained back, I mean, technically. <laughs> so that is a step in the right direction. Maybe there'll be more. But it's interesting how, um, you know, pop culture is driving that. And really, not just pop culture, but we talked about the economics of all this and how these two superstars have really impacted economies or cities in which they've toured and, and across the board. Etsy with Beyonce's silver request for the concerts. Oh, yeah. So um, I think that there is a, a major you know, impact that these folks are having, and it makes sense to have someone cover them. I think it does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is definitely fascinating to see, you know, that kind of global scale that these mm -hmm. women are literally changing. Mm -hmm. And I think it does require some reporting on just, you know, it's not it's mm -hmm. not just their music industry, but it's, again, the legacy that they get to leave. Yeah, who are these people? Let's mm -hmm. talk to them. And I think those reporters are going to find some interesting mm -hmm. personalities and what really matters to people that will help us also understand what yeah. matters and what we cover. Well, yeah. and, you know, if you look at, you know, his, you know, over the time that we've been living in aware of pop culture in our lives, we've had some big superstars. We had, you know, Cher, we had Madonna, you know, we had Lady Gaga. She doesn't have her own reporter yet. But I think that, um, you know, it'd be interesting to have seen what they had done to the economy and, and covering them too along True. the way. And now we get to see, you know, firsthand what, what's going to be happening and how they do impact the world. So. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan and watched their last victory, you may have seen linebacker Micah Parsons shine, crediting his training over the last year at a Texas boxing gym. We are joined now by the owner of that gym, who also got some publicity thanks to Micah and other players like Amari Cooper. Tony Mack. Tony is a friend of mine. We actually went to high school together. It's so good to see you. And Tony, you run T-Mac Elite Training in Allen, Texas. Congratulations on this spotlight. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, as you should be. I love to see that smile. Tony, you're a retired professional boxer, five-time Dallas Golden Glove champion. You had to be proud training Micah and others and seeing yourself on national television over the weekend. I was not expecting that at all. I'm watching the game as a fan and knowing that I trained him, so I was really pumped. And then next thing you know, I just seen myself on TV, and then I looked down at my phone. I had 
hundreds and hundreds of text messages. It was it was amazing. It was it was it was an exciting moment. Not to mention 40 to nothing as a fan. I mean, the score was tremendous and you were getting some credit for training some of these guys. hundred <laughs> percent. That's um, that was big time. That was a blessing. How does your training specifically help football players? And were you able to spot some of those moments where you saw your work making a difference? My training is, um, see, I pushed them to their level. I, the difference with boxing and football is that boxing focus a lot on hand-eye coordination, strictly conditioning, help them, help them with their recovery, their footwork. But what made boxing so special for football players is that I tell them every time that you can't call a timeout, you can't sub nobody in, it's only you in the boxing rings, so and you got to push yourself to limits you never push yourself. And I actually train them like they're getting ready for a real championship fight. I make them want to quit, or if they don't want to quit, I push them to they can't go no more. And so that's what make it that will make them continue to love training with with me. You're like a therapist at the same time. One hundred percent. All mental <laughs> too. I've watched yeah. your career blossom since high school. Can you give us some background of how you built this community from the ground up? Uh, what made my business grow is that we never met a stranger at our gym. Everyone is welcome. Everyone instantly became friends. We don't treat anybody different. We don't care if you're a celebrity. We don't care if you just an average worker. We, we treat you as who you are. We, we made our community feel like a family. And literally, it's, it's, it's authentic and it's genuine. And everyone feel like they're part of the family. So that's how the community was built. Knowing you, you're not an aggressive person. Or knowing you growing up, how did you personally get into boxing? Like, why was this an outlet for you? I was always picked on. I was always nice. I was always uh, the happy-go-lucky kid, and I got picked on and clowned on for that. But um, boxing was an outlet for me. It gave me the respect, the respect for my peers, the respect for my friends, and it was something I could do. It was something that uh, can't nobody take from me because boxing is an individual sport. Boxing is not football. It's not basketball. It's a team sport where boxing is all on you. And so I decided that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to really give it my all. Oh, it's so fun to watch because you as a person, I just adore. But when I saw you up on that national stage training these professional athletes, I was jumping up and down. It seems like they keep bringing <laughs> in more friends to the gym, too, because this is working for them. You're going to be training the whole Cowboys team or what? That is the goal. I need Jerry Jones to give me a contract. I need to be part of the team. <laughs> so, Jerry, you watching this, I need I need to uh, be a part of the team, especially if we do great in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. I don't believe I'm the X Factor, JK, but you know, but seriously. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm like, I, Amari Cooper started with Amari Cooper, X Cowboy player. He brought in Micah. Micah fell in love with it. He brought in Dan Quinn, the actual defensive coordinator, and, and um, Aiden Dern, the uh, defensive tackle coach. And they brought in a bunch of the other guys um, Osa. I even trained Brandon Cooks. And. Uh, Chauncey Golston, uh, Stephon Gilmore, he came in one day, and um, it's a lot of a lot of the Cowboy guys that's coming. He even trained a couple of Seattle Seahawks players, even though no one cares about that in Dallas. But <laughs> hey, Brandon's on my fantasy team, so keep working with him, okay? Um, <laughs> and you don't just train the pros; you work with all kinds of people on their fitness goals. What would you say to someone watching at home who maybe needs some motivation and might be intimidated by a boxing environment? There's no need to be intimidating. Boxing is, th is therapeutic. Boxing is fun. We have fun in the gym. 
and we make the workout fun where you don't even feel like you're working out. Of course, you're going to sweat. Of course, you're going to get pushed. But at the same time, like you said, we built a really good community. Everyone is encouraging. Everyone pushed them, push each other. And the atmosphere make you push yourself. And the type of gym we have is like, once you're done with class, no one just goes straight home. Everyone sit around the gym, hang out, talk. I've seen so many people build friendships at the gym. I've seen people get married that met in my classes. So it's just the community that we built. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. So it's a fun, fun, fun community. You're gonna get the best workout ever, but you're gonna have fun. So no need to be intimidated. And you have an event coming up at the end of the month. What's going on there? All right, this is our third annual fight night at the Tower Club Dallas. It's overlooking the entire city of Dallas. You get to see Fort Worth on the Tower Club. It's a sanctioned professional boxing event. You know, Greg Hardy, ex-Cowboy player, he's the main event. He's actually one of my fighters on the stage. He's the main event. Also, it's going to be over 300 people there. And it's black tie, red carpet. It's going to be laid out. And it's going to be amazing. And um, Amari Cooper, he's one of the main sponsors. Route, his um, business, Route Runner. It's a shoe line and a clothing line. He's one of my main sponsors. And hope to see you there. Yes, thanks, Tony. I mean, it sounds like a good time. And hey, Cowboys fans, you'd be supporting the guy who's helping your favorite players. So congratulations. And I got to you can't see it, but I'm going to throw it up. I got to give a shout out because you were homecoming king and class president in high school. And we've got a picture from the yearbook. Tony, you made it so far. And I'm really excited for you, my friend. It's good to talk to you again. And you. go Cowboys, right? Thank you. Yes. And um. That moment right there when I won, I came from Pleasant Grove to Planet West and won class president and homecoming king. That's one of the defining moments that I could do anything in this world. And so that was a special moment for me. And uh, and that what gave me the, the courage to just go out to any dream I ever had. And it, and it works. So thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You need that cred. All right, Tony, have a great day. And we hope to see more of you on the, the national stage. Trust me, you will. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. All I right, appreciate bye, Tony. Having... All right, bye. The Constitution, one of our nation's most important documents, is celebrated each year during the week of September 17th through the 23rd. And this time is set aside to commemorate the Constitution's history, its importance, and bring attention to how it serves still today. If you did not know, the Daughters of the American Revolution actually started the celebration in the 1950s. Joining us now to share more is Patty Knockgrass, a regent in the Henry Downs chapter. Patty, we're so happy to have you today. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm yes. glad to be here. And, yes. you know, looking at the Daughters of the American Revolution, how was the organization formed? Give us some of the history. Well, there were some very feisty women back in the 1880s. You know, that's well before even the right to vote for women came around. And they saw the Sons of the American Revolution fu functioning, and they wanted to join. But in conjunction with those men, they were able to form their own organization. So thanks to those ladies back in the 1880s. Yeah. Walk us through the history of the Constitution, the week, and how your organize, organization celebrates that. Okay, well, I'm glad you said the week because I don't know that I could do the history of the Constitution. <laughs> it would be a long time. But, but the week is our, our chapter is doing uh, numerous things uh, for the, the uh, 
interest and building interest in education in the Constitution. In fact, we have uh, donated materials to one of the local schools. We did Bruceville Eddy this year, a fifth grade class, a fifth grade classes there. We've also put out signs around town. I think you even had a picture of one of the big banners we did and then smaller signs there, as yeah. well. Uh, we are doing a luncheon and we're also having uh, the Constitution reading. So. So NSDAR, right? What does that stand for, by the way? It stands for the National Society of the Daughters of okay. the American Re Revolution. That's the full the full mm -hmm. name. Yeah. So it's committed, obviously, to encouraging, study, and educating the public about the Constitution. Yes. How you know? I know there's this event that we mm -hmm. saw the poster a second ago. Mm -hmm. How else are you doing this? What's the well? One of the things that we're doing, we're giving away pocket constitutions at our reading uh, on Monday, and mainly we do it through for, through students. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we will talk to anyone about it, but uh, we try to really excite children about the Constitution and get them to know that it is a document out there that our country is founded on. One of the, well, the motto of DAR is God, home, and country. Let's show this, by Oh, the way. okay, I'll yeah, do that again. Yeah, yeah, hold it up. Just God, so home, and country. A, yeah. And the Constitution basically is based on God, home, and country. And so we just want people to remember that the Constitution was our founding document. And your celebration starts Saturday with the Constitution Luncheon. Yes. It has already sold out, so congratulations Thank on you. that. Uh -huh. But for anyone else who wants to get involved in this mission of mm -hmm. yours or just education, mm -hmm. what would you suggest? Well, first of all, D our DAR, well, DAR is focused on women. And so if you think that you might have a patriot, which you probably do, we will help you find the patriot and become part of our organization. So you just have to contact uh, one of the DA DAR chapters. Henry Downs chapter is my chapter and it was founded in 1901. And the other chapter is the Elizabeth Gordon Bradley chapter. And we both love to have new members and we both help people to know more about their genealogy. You know, let's talk about, you know, just people's general understanding of the Constitution. This is a document that gives us power mm -hmm. as citizens and rights as citizens. Do you think most people really have a full understanding of really what comes along with being an American citizen based on the Constitution? Or do I, they not even have an idea? I don't. I recently went to a naturalization ceremony uh, at the federal ha uh, courthouse. and. Sadly, I think the people that were being naturalized as citizens that day probably know more about the Constitution than I do. Mm. You know, and wow. so it's a constant renewing and going back and reading, and that's one of the reasons why we read the Constitution. How uh, long in does that take, by the way? I mean, that's got to be. It's an hour an long, hour long. Okay. Um, ceremony. Okay. By the way, one of the DF VFW. Uh, chapters, a post, they're going to be there with a, an honor guard. And so that's even part of this, this hour long ceremony. Uh, members of our chapters, both of the chapters, stand and read uh, the Constitution. Yeah, taking yeah. turns, because that's taking a lot turns, to get yes. through. Yeah. yeah, and you you would think that that might be boring, but it's really not. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting, and it almost gives you goosebumps mm -hmm. to hear it read aloud. I bet hearing people's comments after that, they maybe say, I didn't know that. Yeah, or, absolutely. You know. Yes, it's a good learning experience. Yeah. Definitely. So anything else you would like to mention about your event coming up? I know that on Monday with another chapter outside mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. McLennan County Courthouse, that's going to be happening. Mm -hmm. Well, we would really love the public to come. Uh, we'll 
will be on the Fifth Street side. And I'm sorry that our luncheon is just for members, but Josh Tetons will be there. The McLennan County DA will speak. We just do everything we can to help our members know more about uh, the Constitution as well as the public. Mm -hmm. So please come if you're um, available. Come to 11 o'clock. Uh, September 18th to the courthouse steps. If somebody wanted to be a part of the DAR, how does that work? Can they contact y'all? They can contact us. We, we will have flyers at the courthouse with us. And if you mention it or if you hear someone talking about it, say something to them because they probably have a flyer with them. I don't have one with me right That's now. Okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. You had all the information. <laughs> We're so yeah. happy to thank see you. you so and thank much. you for coming on thank to our show. Thank you very much. It was this wonderful to be yes. here. Everybody come and join us on Monday. Yeah, it's a great civic service you are providing. And so we are glad to have thank you. you so thank much. you so much. We'll be back in a moment. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.